I was just saying. I don't care about your opinion. I just well, I'll think... tell you what I think. What's that you say? Would you just listen? I don't think so. Remember, ladies, one must not get one's knickers in a twist. I just... Please listen. I'm trying to help you. Listen. I don't think so. Excuse me. Well, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Hey. Hey. Listen. Shut up and listen. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Shut Up and Listen. Um, it is September 7th, so not really, because I'm recording this on September 1st. And we're still in the middle of the fucking heat wave here in LA. So if you hear the air conditioner in the back, I'm really fucking sorry. But it is hot. It is hot. It is hot. Um, and yeah, I don't have a pool. I'm not about that Hollywood life at all. I've got nothing. I have a Luke cold shower. I have a cool shower, um, and an air conditioning that really doesn't do anything, but I've got my life, um, and all that good stuff. So uh, for fuck's sakes, like, I don't fucking know, you guys. Like, you know how it is. Like, when it gets hot, you lose your goddamn mind. Um, It's so hot. White girl problems. Anyway, speaking of white girls. (laughs) Good segue. (laughs) I have one of the whitest white girls sitting here next to me. I'm just kidding. Um, No, she is white. Um, (laughs) But she's not a Becky. Um, she's a Krista and uh, I mean, uh, I, I'm so grateful that like I got to call her a friend. Um, we may or may not go into the details of how we ended up becoming friends, but Krista Flanagan, like Mad Men, Mad TV, she's like, she essentially does everything. Um, she's like an entrepreneurial machine like she's always working and she's just a brilliant 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 woman um who pours um a lot of booze into glasses like i do (laughs) she's irish like me so like i knew from the beginning we were going to get along famously if you've got a big pour um, you're going to end up being a big friend and, <laughs> you know, with that, Krista, welcome. Thanks, Heather. How are you? Hi, Heather. Good. I'm hot. I'm white. I'm drinking rosé. It's <laughs> the whitest statement. <laughs> good. I'm real good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I feel like it's trashy rosé because it's rosé with a huge ice cube. Like that's how hot it is. Well. It's a big ice cube, and it's not a normal ice cube. It's like a really big. It's a it's a bourbon cube. Yeah, that's it's a yeah. It's a bourbon cube, well, but it's cute. Whatever, it gets the job done. It's actually really good. The rosé, the ice cube, the ice. I know, I know. It's really it's it's really fucking hot here, you guys. It is. It's disgusting, but I'm not going to complain about that anymore. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, 
The truth is, I don't even know where to begin with you. Okay. We can begin anywhere. Well, how was your day? Well, today was a little uh, too busy for my liking, but like, but like good. Like, I have nothing to complain about. I work hard. I like working hard. I was spread a little bit thin today, but like, who cares? It's a three-day weekend. I'm right, he- Labor I'm Day. Here. Yeah, it's Labor Day on Monday, so I feel I feel pretty good about that. Okay, okay. And what do you what do you do? Um, like, it, I just had like ten questions pop into my head. Where you know, I know that you love to work because you do work all the time. Yeah. Um, There's an imbalance there, but like, it makes me happy. So then, why would you call it an imbalance? Well, it's not balanced. <laughs> it's um but it's fine it's um i like working i take personal satisfaction out of working especially the way i do but i guess my question is like if it makes you happy if it makes you satisfied Unless, you know, you have, like, friends and family being like, you work too much and we never see you and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, Is that a thing? Not so much. Okay. Not so much. I just, um, I know how the pendulum swings. I'm, I'm a, I like, sometimes I like, I mean, I'm an actor. I like drama. So I like how the pendulum swings to, like, I just want to like go on vacation and then I want to work really hard, like 20 hours a day. And that can be really fun for me. But do you think that just made me think of is part of it also, do you feel like earning your keep? That's part of it. I also, I, I have very satisfying work though, too. It feels really creative to me. Okay. Even th- even things that m- you may not think of as creative, I can find ways to be creative with it. Like what? Like even like administrative work or, you know, working on my schedule, working on budgets, working on whatever that is. I can find, um, it's crazy. I find like deeper meaning in it. How so? You can just, you, I I think that you can find a way to do things. I think that, um, you know, excellence is key. I was also reading this book the other day, the 10 times rule, right? And it was talking about two things. Number one, you need to plan to work 10 times harder than Mm. you think it will take to get something done. And number two. And was this specifically a book that was written for men or I don't think white so. ladies or whatever well it said that it's without any without doing any research on it it said that its audience was entrepreneurs like um people trying to make shit happen yeah. you know and they were saying people like as a whole mm-hmm. we underestimate how long it takes to do something yeah and so um, that was exciting to me because I think that we do. We, under, we underestimate time and money and to, to do things well. And then the second part of the 10 times rule was um, that uh, you need to set your goals 10 times higher 
which was kind of exciting for me. So even um, it sort of has me inspired a little bit jazz to make the mundane, like make it better sort of uh, you can make, you know, there's like, I, yeah, I know it's dumb, but like, I think about like, you know, going, taking my dog on a walk, Mm -hmm. like you can do it to get it out of the way or you can go on a really great walk. Yeah, and absolutely. have a cool experience. Well, that to me just sounds like getting to be present. Yes, yes. It co- it comes down to being present, being creative in the way you think about things, and and being creative in the way that you execute things. And do you feel that that is? I would think. I actually, you guys, I'm sorry. I need to fucking pause and I need to recalibrate because I actually don't like my energy right now. And I feel like a fucking, I feel like <laughs> I, I'm judging myself and I feel like I sound like Mark Marin. Um, and I'm feeling like a dick and like boo, 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 boo. Um, and like whatevs. Um, so yeah I just like thank you for allowing me to do that (laughs) you know it's like that's that's the thing it's I don't think you're a dick I think you're wonderful well I just I I received that thank you Mm -hmm. um I know that you and I have a very intuitive connection yeah which is like very very rare yeah Mm -hmm. um so because you know like I was like last week's guest was Francis Fisher which is technically yesterday um and like a lot of the people that I've had on here I definitely have a relationship with but the varying degrees of closeness differ yeah if that makes sense yeah so part of why I love getting to do this is that I get to know them better through the experience of this. Yes. But because I feel like I know you so well. Yeah. Um, though I'm, I, I know there's always more to learn and, and experience and whatnot. I guess I just had a moment of feeling like, well, like let me like blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden it became like very yeah. intellectualized as opposed to heart centered where I normally reside. Yeah. So that's what made me feel like a Mark Marin dick ish. That's interesting. I was starting to feel a little bit defensive because I don't like talking about how hard I work because I think that's so douchey. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't want to talk about how hard I work. But do you, but is it hard though if you fucking love it? It's. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, maybe we're not understanding hard the same. You know what I mean? Like, is it hard? Like, no, everything's easy. But, um, I don't know. I think having the mind space and the the energy and the discipline to do it is hard. But now we're talking about it again and I hate it. Okay. But that to me though, it it leads me though to something much greater. Okay. Which is... I mean, I gave my energy away, like, 
I was fucking like Con Ed on steroids. What is Con Ed? Con Edison. Oh, it's East Coast. It's like the New York version of (laughs) LA Water and Power or SoCal Gas. Yeah. They did not pay me to say that. I kind of actually hate that I just mentioned both of them. All three of them. You could get branding, maybe. No. Okay, never mind. No. Um, No. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but I I would give, but I would give my, my energy away Mm -hmm. for free. Um, And I, it took me such a long time to be able to, be comfortable within my own container. Yeah. If that makes sense. And then also learning to, that my energy is valuable. My time is valuable. Mm -hmm. Like all of this stuff in my life is valuable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't give it up so easily anymore. Yeah. You know, um, And, and so now getting to have the experience of not running myself ragged in circles, Uh um, even if I have a love for something, especially if there is somebody that's above me. Yeah. No. mm -mm. Yeah. Nope. Don't have time. Yeah. I just realized I, like, I... I can't have a boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, need to be my own CEO. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's it. I can't. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people feel that way. There's a there's a big attraction that I feel that way, you know? Most of what I do is... I have a lot of autonomy with what I do, so it's... That's... I think that's why it's so satisfying. It's interesting the the word satisfied um and that felt like the right word yeah i'm glad that you that's fun that you said that you know yeah like satisfied Uh i'm not Mm. i'm not yeah i'm not satisfied at all Mm um because i feel like i haven't quote-unquote landed yet yeah. You know, yeah. It, in in the sense of, I feel like I've just, I don't even want to say gotten clear in terms of like where it is that I want to go. Mm-hmm. I feel as though I've just recently gotten to step into the power that is mine Mm -hmm. and finally am now able to walk down the road that I've been desiring to walk down for a long time. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I guess I'm, I'm excited about, the journey. I feel like the journey is mm-hmm. just beginning for me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I don't feel... I mean, who's, you know, satisfied in a landing place, but... But the seeking of satisfaction mm. and the finding nuggets of it here and there, that's what feels good. But it's elusive. As soon as you feel it, it's probably gone. I think that depends. Yeah. I think that depends yeah. in, the, in the sense of, and I can only speak for me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, like, and I've talked about this, like, on this podcast and like, sorry guys. Um, but like not because like whatever the fuck it, it means that I'm honest and truthful and consistent. Um, you know, but working through PTSD, ba 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 ba. And I think in general, like most women, you know, when it comes to pleasure, when it comes to power, when it comes to passion, when it comes to satisfaction, it is, that path is covered with many more obstacles. Yes. Um, and so the minute that I recognize that I'm in pleasure mm-hmm. is the minute then that I'm like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my God, this feels too good. Uh. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, which is like why I mentioned the PTSD thing, because I, I'm sure not everybody has that experience. However, you know, somebody that I'm working with right now, they talk about the joy ceiling and how we all have yeah. A, yeah. a joy ceiling. Yeah. And I remember when he had first said this to me, I was so upset because mm. I'm like, wait a minute. So does that mean that that's it? Like my joy ceiling can't be moved? And he was like, oh, no, 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 no. It can continually get higher and continually get bigger and continually expand. You know, and he talks about expansion and contraction and expansion and contraction. And so what I'm recognizing for me is that I'm able to stay in pleasure longer. And I'm able to stay in pleasure through the moments of fear that I have Mm -hmm. about it. So those feelings um, aren't as elusive anymore because getting to find the balance of, yeah, this doesn't feel good, but this feels good. Right. And another beautiful soul that I, I got to work with that, I always quote because it really is one of the greatest things I've ever been told is um, I was doing like this MDMA session with this, you know, therapist. And he said to me, he was like, Heather, do you want to know the biggest secret in the world? And I was like, yes, of course I do. (laughs) He said, the truth always feels good. Mm. It always feels Mm. good. Yeah. And I feel, and I could be wrong, um, but I know for me that my truth always came second. Mm. Like it was always about somebody else's truth. And if I was sharing an experience and they were like, no, that's not true. It would be like, oh, 
okay, yeah, well, you must be right. Right. Like, uh, so, so I feel like it's a, it's so simple and at the same time, it's so incredibly complex, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And I feel though, like, going through those periods of having that feeling and being satisfied and feeling good in whatever way. And then a complacency can take over right? where you become so focused and you become so quote unquote busy, mm-hmm. which I had heard that the Japanese word for busy, like busy equal dead heart. Yeah. Like dead heart. Yeah. Like a numbness. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and then that uncomfortability starts happening and you don't know what it is. You don't know what it is and you want to ignore it. Because, again, it's for me, it's like the soulless calling. Yeah. Being like, it's time to grow. Yeah. It's time to grow. It's time to grow. And I'm like, motherfucker. Like, no, (laughs) no, because I know that this is going to be painful. I don't want it to be painful Um, until like you get to that point where it's like, okay, I'm either going to kill myself or I'm going to grow. What is it going to be? And uh, and getting to grow past those limitations, getting to grow past the joy ceiling. You know, that oftentimes I feel we kind of set for ourselves. Yeah, I mean, I see this in a lot of areas, though, because when you were talking about this, I was thinking about the flip side of this, Mm. which um, sometimes I see, uh, I notice in other people not their capacity for feeling joy or where their threshold for feeling joy is, but what can they tolerate? Have you, do you know different people in your life and one person tolerates something that you would never tolerate, right? And then you have another friend who just can't tolerate a lot of the right? Tolerance is a big thing. Like, what can you put up with in your life? And that's different for everybody. So I think that, and I think that they're related, right? The, the, the amount of joy you're capable of feeling Mm -hmm. that you'll let in, that Mm -hmm. you won't let in Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. amount of bullshit that you will let in, that you won't let in. And I do think that, I mean, for so many people, personal growth is the goal. You know, you want to, you want to be able to let more joy in and you want to tolerate less. You know, uh, less bullshit, I should yeah, say. Yeah, for know? sure. So, um, you know, I, I notice it. I For some reason, I notice it less with the joy and more with uh, the pain that people experience, you know. And, and why is that? Why have you let that pain in, you know, or, or why? How does it manifest in you? Because some people just won't have it and some people will. Won't have the pain or won't have yeah, the joy? Either, you know? Uh, <laughs> and and I think it comes in different... It's And I don't think it's necessarily that if you let in a lot of joy, you don't let in a lot of pain, you know? I think that it's its own unique combination. 
Well, you can't experience one without experiencing the other. Yeah. So I feel like if yeah. you mute one, you are yeah. um, going to mute the other. Yeah. And it's it, interesting. You know, it makes me think. <clears throat> so um, you got to be witness to something that I've talked about like a few times um, on this podcast, I think like in the beginning, not so much recently because I haven't done it in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but that exercise that I did where I would have, I would stand in front of somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just stare. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and getting to see how, uncomfortable yes this is perfect yeah some people were and also i mean i specifically remember one person that was so quote-unquote dead inside Mm -hmm. and did not have the capacity to connect yes um and i i just was like okay like okay Mm -hmm. i I I don't have my container at the time wasn't that bi- wasn't big enough to yeah hold both of us yes 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 um but I I really 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 feel this so incredibly deeply is that every single person I don't care who the fuck you are our greatest desire is to be seen and held in love. Mm-hmm. And our greatest fear is that we are going to be seen. And then in being seen, we are going to find out that the biggest fear we've ever had about ourselves is true, which is that we are unworthy of being loved and we are unlovable. And because most individuals are so terrified of finding out that that might even be a possibility. Mm -hmm. They don't want to take that risk to actually find out the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. To actually get to the thing that they desire most because then what happens when they are seen and they are held in love, Mm -hmm. that then means that every single idea every single belief every single story that they have constructed or has been constructed by other people for them Mm -hmm. starts to crumble and get dismantled and then what then who am i because Mm -hmm. all of a sudden i can't hide behind x y or z because i've now had the experience of walking through my greatest fear Right. And getting to my greatest desire, <laughs> which is getting to be seen and yeah. held in unconditional love. You know? Ah, but no, yeah, it's amazing. So, <clears throat> beautiful. Good job. <laughs> you just channeled something there. <laughs> something divine <clears throat> came through you there. <laughs> but, but, but like that, but that's the... Uh, that's the thing in terms of like muting joy, muting, muting pain. It's because we all have that fucking origin wound in one way or another. We're literally our little fucking ego self 
and I don't even want to say ego because that I think it's such a fucking yeah, bad yeah, rap. Yeah. And it's, it, I agree. You know, <clears throat> I need to like take a second. Um, for every single one of us at one point or another within our lives. And I think for most of us, it's been very early. Mm-hmm. Hence like the origin wound mm-hmm. where there's a part of us that says in that moment and in whatever way, this, I will never let this happen to me again. Yes. I will never allow myself to feel this kind of pain yeah. again. Yeah. And there the building process starts where it's either through defensiveness, passivity, agreeing mm. and saying yes when you don't want to say yes, mm-hmm. acquiescing, ba ba ba, you know, leading to passive aggressiveness, leading to whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Um all to protect self from ever feeling that bucking kind of wounding and hurt again. Mm. But what most people don't recognize And I call it like spiritual hydrogen peroxide. You know, most people are so terrified that if the wound is reopened, there's no going back. Mm -hmm. But what happens when you have a wound that you refuse to clean? Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. You know, it can scab over pus, whatever the fuck, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. Right? And I really do believe... And especially, and I, I think that every single one of us has the capability of getting to be this. I I feel like to a certain degree, we are all wounded healers walking around. Mm, Beautiful. Um, I also though feel as though those of us who are in the arts have a I was I'm pausing because I'm like do I want to use the word special and that and that to me connotes separateness and 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 there's a something divisive about that that I don't like I feel that most artists most creatives have had have been have always been incredibly sensitive in one way or another mm-hmm. you know um energetically and i feel like most creatives and i'm not talking about celebrities but like creatives um are very empathic and are able to feel dif- deeply and are able to connect with other people's hurts and other people's wounds and um, feel compelled to nurture in that way. I feel like, um, so I feel like we get to have the experience of getting to be a mirror for those that go to the movie theater, that watch a TV show, that read a book, that, you know, whatever the fuck. 
Um, because I think we are, and I can only speak for me. Fuck this shit. I don't want to be like we, because you might have a very different opinion. Um, so I apologize for saying we, um, I feel like I'm only able to understand self through understanding others. And I feel as though it's easier for me to recognize the pain in someone else than it is in self. Mm. But in through recognizing the pain in someone else, I'm able to recognize now the pain in self. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. And therein comes a full circle because now getting to be able to own the pain Mm -hmm. and own the experience, own self completely. I, a no longer feel the desire to be an actor anymore. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. In any way, shape or form. uh, mm, mm, uh, I'm like, (laughs) fine print. (laughs) Back it up, back it up. <laughs> Fine print. <laughs> what I really mean to say, and I said this um, a few weeks ago with with Sean Lau, I said, I, I've had the experience of getting to experience and discover self through a certain pantheon of characters mm-hmm. and energies. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I've already, I've done that. Yeah. I've done that. Yeah. And now I've gotten to have a much bigger experience of discovering self and discovering life um, personally. Yeah. That now... The only way that I feel like I would be compelled to be in front of the camera uh-huh. is the part needs to be bigger than me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like something that I haven't even thought of mm. going in and discovering. Right. Right. Um, or, right. You know, a character with which, Oh yeah, I completely get them and I completely understand them. And I know that I have the capability and the capacity to bring a humanness and an empathy to what otherwise might be considered a monster. That's, Mm, I feel, what my next... Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, What is that for you? Do you have that? Like, what is it for you? Absolutely. I, um, while you were talking, I was thinking, I did something crazy recently. You? I know. (laughs) I'm going to set this up like it's crazy. Okay. No, but I did. I saw my first clairvoyant who does a past life thing. Okay. So I have this. Yeah. Okay. So 
I, I'm a getting rosé from the fridge. Okay. B, I'm so. Are you ready for this, girl? Okay. Oh my, we haven't. Holy fuck, we've been friends. I know. For almost a year, and we haven't even gone. We haven't even talked about this shit. I know. And it's my favorite thing to talk about. Okay, well, I'm going to talk about one piece of this. So okay. I have this dear friend, and she was like, oh, you have to see this clairvoyant in Wyoming I went to. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to Wyoming. Um, not, not because I wouldn't love Wyoming, but because um, it's not close. Um, so, um, I contacted this woman and she said that she, we talked for an hour and she talked very fast and I even, she, she even makes a tape for you and then like gives it to you. And I was like, this is great. I, I listened to it one time so far and, um, the one thing that while we were talking that stuck out to me the most and, and she said, do you have any questions for me? And I was like, yeah. And I was asking questions and I started with dumb questions and then I got to some trickier questions. And then at one point I said, what do I do with all this fear? Mm. And she said, what is the exact question? And I said, I can't unpack it much more than that what do I do with all this fear? And she took a beat and she said, what makes you think it's yours? It's not yours. You're an empath and you're surrounded by fearful people and you're taking that on. But none of that fear is yours. And in that moment, I was like, holy shit, what if fear doesn't belong to me? What if it's everybody else's? And I'm taking it on, but there's no need for me to take it on because it doesn't even belong to me. Amen. Right? Yeah. That changes things. Yeah, it does. <laughs> that changes shit. Yeah. Right? Yes. So, I mean, I d- I'm, I'm an empath in the best ways and in the most painful ways. And, and not just because of this, but... You know, I find that I take on, I take everything on, you know, I'm, I've got a thin barrier. I've got a, you know. Call that lack of boundaries. Come on, man. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? But it's always, it's always, um, you know. I, I mean, everything for me is a pendulum, you know? Sometimes my boundaries are a little tough, hard to get in. Oh, no, I know. Sometimes my boundaries are a little loose. Oop, I, oops, I let too much in kind of thing. I said oop, mm-hmm. and that made me really happy because it felt good. There you go. I know the truth weird. feels good. Yeah, oop is the truth. Oop. Um, uh, my God, I'm, I'm not even going to go there. I don't even want to, I don't even want to talk about her trash bagginess um who what nothing okay like i i would play a word game but i don't even want to give it the time of day but i'm now curious to see how many people actually know who i'm thinking of speaking of clairvoyancy um and trash baggery um no it's it, it 
Well, it, it's almost like being a thoroughfare, right? Where either you let everybody through or you let no one through. Yeah. 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 I mean, for me, it's not that extreme, but it's um, to varying degrees. I'm very sensitive to it. I'm very aware of of to what degree I'm letting. And it's intuitive. It's not, a you know, I say it like it's a choice, but it's not. I don't wake up in the morning and go, I'm going to let everybody in today, you know, or everybody's out. I mean, sometimes you do that, but yeah, but in general, you're making, you know, you're making little micro corrections all of the time. It feels like, you know, trying to find balance. So interesting. It's, it's, it's so interesting. Cause like, I think, And I'm like, this is what's so fun about getting to have friends on your podcast <laughs> and getting to drink rosé and, and have a good time. <laughs> um, no, because I think like you, like my experience with you and again, oh my God, we're coming up on like our one year oh my meeting. God. We should figure out the date and celebrate with cake, with cake. Yes. Cupcake. Oh my God. I think it's actually, it's. Like now, ish. I think you're right. I think you're right. Now, this is it. Like this is that. Okay, cheers. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) But like you, and you're like me in this sense. Well, I actually, I'm not this way anymore. You've left me behind. I can feel it. Go ahead. No. Well, <laughs> no, it's fine. No, but just in the sense of <laughs> you either text back or you don't. That, okay. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. And the, and like the only reason that, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to be like, nah, 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 nah. let's sure. unpack it. Sure. But based on, you know, the conversation that we're having now. Yeah. And, uh, oh, like, okay. Like now, now I get that. Like that really okay. is like that strong boundary where, and that's why I said like, it's either everyone or, yeah, you know, yeah. um, and even it, it can even be temporal. Like I'm, I'm doing text messages right now or I'm not doing text messages right now. Yeah. Right. Like, and it's, it has n- really very little to do with others and more to do with what I'm able to take on in that moment. Yeah. And it's not always a time thing. It's what am I able to take on in this moment? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, but my question to you is this, do you ever feel like a sense of guilt in the sense, meaning I used to have the experience where I would be going through something mm-hmm. or I just, I needed to like fucking Maxine Waters reclaim my fucking time. Yeah. But I didn't know, I didn't have the vocabulary to be very clear and honest okay. and forthright and saying, I actually need this time for me right now. Yeah. It is nothing that like, I need this time for me. Yeah. 
and I love you and we'll talk soon. Yeah. You know, I would just ghost people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye. Um, And... And and with that, too, it was also because I didn't feel safe Mm -hmm. that I could say that I didn't feel safe enough in relationships. Yeah. In general, whether they be romantic or friendships um, to set that boundary. Yeah. Without feeling that I needed to all of a sudden do emotional cleanup on fucking IL narcissist. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I had a, um, I was over at a friend's house one day. This was, I don't know, five or six, maybe seven years ago. And this is a dear friend, somebody I care about. Um, but um, And you, you care about nobody. No one. I hate <laughs> everyone. <laughs> no, but this, is, this was a friend of mine. And she's lovely. She had a small group of people. It was lovely. After about five hours... I was the only one who felt this, obviously. But I stood up and I said, well, I'm going to go. And everybody sort of looked at me shocked. She goes, oh, my gosh, do you have somewhere to be? And I said, no, I just want to do something else. (laughs) (laughs) And we laughed and we laughed about it. And I remember feeling like, Damn, that's how I want to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just want to do something else. Yeah. And I, I feel like I have, you know, since then, I've been growing into that person Mm. where, um, I'm the funny, dry very straightforward kind of blunt person who's like i just i'm ready to do but like you know this is people come to me for advice friends come i had friends today you know what do you think about this and i'm like kill yourself well just kidding (laughs) (laughs) no but here here's the thing i feel like it works because i i genuinely i mean i feel like i'm kind i love i love people you know, yeah. I just don't have the capacity to walk around showing that all of the time. No, I, I completely understand. That. I can ignore your text messages and love, love, love you. Yeah. And that's not a contradiction for me. Yeah. You know, that's so interesting. That's so, so interesting. I mean, I am a Pisces. I feel like I'm oh, for water. Sakes. You know what I mean? I'm water. I'm in. Ugh. I know it means next to nothing, or it means everything, Heather. What if it means everything? Yeah, but I'm like, what's your rising sign and what's your moon sign? Okay, I don't know all that, but like, I <laughs> I do feel like water, and you know what okay. I mean. So I, this is dumb. I know. No, first of all, it's not dumb. No, it's dumb, Heather. No, it's and, not. And you hate me. It's not. Are, okay. All right, back okay. it up, back it up, back it up. No. No. I was, no. I, I, I acted for a second. Yeah, I know you did, was, which is why I was like, what you calling <laughs> bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Um, well, I'm a Scorpio. I know. My sister's a Scorpio. My dear friend is my sister. My husband's a Scorpio. Everybody's a Scorpio. Well, Scorpio men and Scorpio women are very different. Really? 
Yes. Well, I love my husband and I hate my sister. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love my sister. That was that was really good. Thank I you. like that. That was more acting. Um, is she? I'm like, oh goddamn, son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm like, really, like, really, really, really. Um, okay. I need to. I need to know, like, what's your birth date? Okay, it's February twenty fourth. Okay. What year? Come on, man. Seri- well, how about you? You know what? It's a very satisfying year. It's 1976. Oh. Which I is- thought you were going to say 1969. Come on, man. Well, I don't know. Like, satisfying, and then I think, like, <laughs> 69 for the 76. first. 76. It's an even year. It's the bicentennial. I don't know. It's a very set year of the dragon, which is better than. Oh, so you're. Okay, so you've got fire. Rats and things. I do? Well, because if it's the year of a dragon, it means then that, like... Oh. You've obviously then got some fire. My, um, I did a colon hydrotherapy where they put the tube in your butt. Have you done that? No. They put a tube in your... I've only had a finger in my butt. I've never had a tube. Okay, but this, <laughs> there's a lady Just really kidding. close to here, actually. Yeah. Um, she puts a tube in your butt. And she fills you with water, and then it sucks out your poop. And um, and she said to me, oh, you've got so much fire. And I was like, oh, wow, what does that mean? And she was like, you need to be, like, doing what you want to be doing. Yes. That's what she said to me. So. Our- and then she told my husband to drink dark beer because I made him get his pooper cleaned out, too. And. Does he now drink warm, dark beer? He drinks dark beer now because... Like Guinness? Well, yeah, but there's other dark beers. And so now he drinks it because I guess those are better for your pooper. For fuck's sakes. I'm like, goddamn son of a bitch. I'm so frustrated. (laughs) I'm so fucking frustrated. (laughs) Why? I'm so frustrated. You need your pooper cleaned out. I don't need my fucking... I actually might... To be quite honest, it's been such. That's fire right there. Like, dude, I'm telling you, it is a problem. <laughs> it is. Oh my God. Do you know what's so weird? Hmm. My birth mom. She never rests in peace. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> this took Wait, a turn. What, what time were you? What time were you born? I don't know. Like, uh, okay, so we're going to put like seven something in the morning. Seven something in the yeah. morning? Yeah, put okay. seven a.m. Okay, I'll put seven a.m. But I'm sure it's more specific than okay. that. Okay, let's say seven eleven, just because. And I know that you were born in Illinois. Seven eleven? Is that like a joke? <laughs> put something else. Okay, I'll put <laughs> seven seventeen. How's that? Better. Okay. okay, what city were you born in? City of birth. You grew up in Illinois, Mount Vernon, Illinois. Um, did you watch Roseanne? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Loved Roseanne. Did you relate? Oh, yeah. That was like, like blue collar. Even the tone of the show, like the, those those lines came from my home. Really? Yeah, yeah. No, that was my home. And was your with a lot more secrets. <laughs> I love that so much. 
Um, uh, I love that so fucking much. Okay, we're going to find out. Okay, are you ready? Oh my God, what are you going to tell me? So you have a sun in Pisces. Okay. Your moon is in Capricorn. I don't know what that means. Is um, that a goat? And your ascendant is in Pisces. And your um, midheaven, oh, son of a bitch. And your midheaven, oh, God damn it, I'm going to fucking shoot somebody in the face. Not really. Um, <laughs> I'm so bad. Um, but cool. I'm so, now I get to see. What website are you on? I'm just on some, I'm not going to give them credit. Okay. okay um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here we go. Yeah. So like, this is it. Hey, your your sun is in Pisces, your moon is in Capricorn, your ascendant is Pisces, that's which means that's your rising. That's your rising sign. Um, and your midheaven is Sagittarius. I'll like, I'll like, I'll, I'll hook you up like when okay. we're done here. Really? Um, yeah, for Are you sure. going to send me to somebody? Yeah. Like, okay. all good. Okay. I will hook you up. But that makes sense because I, I'm Scorpio sun, uh, Capricorn, rising virgo moon okay i've abs- i i have almost no fire oh i have a lot of water and i have a lot of earth that's not as sexy <laughs> that's super <laughs> sexy because you know what you just said water and earth yeah all right that's cool but do you know why that's listen i make shit grow oh shit Never mind. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I make shit grow. You're the beginning of everything. Never mind. That's cool. That, well, Scorpio, it's like death and rebirth. That's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) It is pretty fucking cool. Um, No, but I I will send you more information. And, And the truth is, is that like, I believe in this stuff to a point, and then I'm also like uh, I'm also skeptical as fuck, because um, I really don't trust anybody. Um, <laughs> I'm learning to. I'm learning to. Um, but no, so. I love that we've literally gone in like 10,000 different I know, directions. This is a mess. It, it makes, no, it makes me so happy. We should start over right now. Like, okay. Are you ready? Like now is the time ready? to start it. Yeah. Now we're okay. ready. Now okay. we're ready. Take two. Okay. Go. Hi everybody. Welcome to another episode of shut up and listen. <laughs> I, I can't even do this. I'm done. I'm like Frank Sinatra. One take. I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> where are the broads and the dice? <laughs> Where's the craps? Oh, I love that. Um, <laughs> I like that attitude. <laughs> that speaks to me. Let's yeah, let let's sing and drink some whiskey and yeah, no have a good time. Um, I, I'm like, hmm. Were you the black sheep of your family? Um. Now I probably am, but not n- no, not growing up. We were we were all a mess. What's that? Oh, you were all a mess. Yeah, I thought that was like a midwestern version of est. 
from the 70s like no, we were all, all in us. like a, we were all different we were all just i mean it you know we were all just trying like but i fit in but like i did not fit in you were the probably like the girl i would have hated in high school i doubt it because nobody nobody loved nor hated me i was but I wasn't invisible either. I fit in sort of everywhere and didn't have super close friends anywhere. You were an actor. Yeah. 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 Chameleon. Just. Yeah. 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 You were the person I that was, was friends with every, like, you I, were the person that could go from group to group. I went group to group my whole childhood. Group to group. Who's my friend this year? You know what uh, I mean? That kind of thing. Do you still do that now? Yes. Really? Yes. So, am I, like, are we hitting you're, my expiration you're date? Out. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's you're, great. You're getting close. Terms of conditions? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Good to know. Good no, to know. As I get older, that changes. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. You know how, like, you do a show and you're friends with everybody on the show and then you get a new show and then you're friends with the, that? No. No? I can't. I, I, I don't remember last uh, time I got a show. To the point that well, I, do be, I do I do television programs. Yeah, I, I fucking and, know. And 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 you get that like that's your those are your people, and then then you have new people, and and it's not just a show; it's every life experience, you know. But it's beautiful. It's it's like um, I love it. It's almost like a time capsule. That's true. You know, it's it's like. I don't know. I mean, I have close friends, but it's but there's also groups that are, you know, it's a time capsule. Yeah. No, I understand. I understand. Yeah. I understand what you mean to a point. Mm-hmm. Like I understand what you mean to a point. Mm-hmm. Um. Because you started, you started when you were in like your mid twenties. Yeah. Correct. I, yeah, like mid to late 20s. Okay. Um, because I, I'm just thinking, like, my... I started when I was so young. Yeah, yeah. I know. The, the, I wish you, you guys could see the look that she just gave me. I did. I was like, oh, shit. Like, like, I rem- like yeah. Like, you she was young. a social worker. Like, you're like, yeah. I know. Ooh. I can help you. Don't worry. I can help you. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I was in college studying psychobiology when I decided to be. I was in college when I was like, oh, I can act. Like, that's how foreign that is to me. I loved, you know, like, uh, like I loved actors and things but never did it occur to me that like oh shit i could do that at the age that you were doing it what compelled you to do it i saw somebody else doing it and i thought i could do better not (laughs) not better i thought she was brilliant there was this girl at my college i i went and i saw a play and the play Luann Hampton Laverty Oberlander. Okay. It's a play. Okay. I can't remember who it's by. And I saw um, the the girl who was in it, who's who's now my friend Natalie, 
Um, Natalie Wood. Yeah, it was Natalie Wood. Is that weird? I mean, people no, have been... You know. Natalie, her, her name is Natalie Griffin, and she um, she was in this play, and I was mes- and mesmerized, and I watched this woman, and I was like, oh my God, I think I could do that. I don't know how to do that, but like, I think I could do that. And so then what happened? And so then I memorized a monologue. What monologue? It's from Streetcar Named Desire. Oh, is it the Blanche yeah, one where she's the on the yeah. when she's on the fucking deck and she's talking about her boyfriend who kills himself? I don't. I'm sure it was. I don't know. And who's gay? Uh, yes, probably. Yeah. I was, you know, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. I don't know. And I thought I could. And so I auditioned for the head of this acting program at this college. And I was like, I, I saw this play and Natalie's great and I need to be in this. Da, da, da. And so I auditioned with Blanche from A Streetcar Named Desire. And he was like, great, why don't you study wardrobe? So I did. I made costumes for a long time. Oh, my God. But I got to take the acting class. I became a theater major. And even though they made me study wardrobe, they like I was a theater major. And like I could take the acting classes and I became an acting major. But obviously, I wasn't very good. I, I became a wardrobe person. Yeah. I, 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 I'm a, a, a... Based on my acting skills. But I listened to the story. Not my wardrobe skills. <laughs> but I but I do feel that But I learned. I learned. I figured it out. Here's a question for you. Yeah. And this is like based off um my friend Chanel little if you guys aren't following her on Twitter, fucking follow her cuz she's fucking brilliant. Shameless plug for my friends. Anyway, <laughs> she um had to ask me and two other actors a question based off an article that she had just read. And it was like the eight things that most people don't know about actors. Um, and it was like, what, what makes a good actor? Like, that was Chanel's question. Like, mm-hmm. what then makes a good actor? Yeah. What makes him good? What makes him bad? Blah, blah, blah. All this stuff. And the article had posed the question, like, acting can be learned. Yeah. Um, a, do you think that acting can be learned? Yes. Really? Yes. Girl, we, we're about to get into a fight. <laughs> we, like, Yes, it can be learned. Because you're not born with the knowledge to do it. But the knowledge to do what? To act. But what does that mean? I mean, we do that every day. We do it every day. I'm talking about professionally and what is expected in television and film mediums. Oh, boy. We can't start this. No, we can. This is so (laughs) exciting. (laughs) This is so exciting. This is so fucking exciting. Yeah. Um, 
because you're like, yes, television and film mediums, but it's like AMC is very different from Fox, is very different from HBO. Okay, but I'm talking about storytelling. Break it down to storytelling. Okay. Right? We watch a person want something, need something, try to get something. Yes. Right? Yes. But like... Not everybody even knows that that's acting. Do you know what I'm saying? Not everybody, not every actor knows that they have to do that. You have to teach them to want to do that. You have to teach them how to do that. You have to teach them how to do that well. Because that's not a given. That's not, like, I was terrible. And I, I learned how. I wasn't born knowing how to do it. I had to pay attention. Now, I think that some people can know so much intuitively, instinctively, that they just do it. I think that you're one of those people. But what about people like me who wasn't one of those people? And I had to hear it 10 times before I learned it, and then I had to practice it a 1,000 times before I could do it, and then I got great. What about those people? And my response to that would be this. Yes. That You're better than me. <laughs> I, I am better than you, and I don't Good night, have, everybody. And I, and I don't have an Academy Award to prove it. Um, nor do I have a Tony or an Emmy, <laughs> but I do have an independent spirit award. Um, but what else? Um, no, but please say you're, you're only as good as your last award. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't, I haven't been good for a very long time. Um, I haven't, that's not true. Um, but no, like it, it makes me think the, the head of, that theater department could have looked at your performance. Yeah. Ada, did you do an accent or not? Wait, what? Oh, for, for Blanche. Blanche. Um, so this is not my natural accent. I probably did my, I'm, I'm from a sm- very small town in, in Illinois. That's Mount Vernon. Like Mount Vernon. That's like, uh, like on the border of Kentucky and Indiana. And, so that so my my people sound different than this. How do they sound? Um, I I just grew up sounding a little bit different than this. I changed some of my vowels. Like um, like in high school we were the Rams, right? We were the Mount Vernon Rams, mm-hmm. but like, uh, we were the Rams. You know, like the cheerleaders were like, Mount Vernon Rams are gonna rock it to you. I remember that cheer very, right? And it's like, and that's not even making fun of them. It's like, I remember learning that everybody, there's no standard American accent anywhere. Like, we learn a standard American, right, 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 whatever. But like, everybody has an accent. Yes. And um, Mm. everybody has a dialect. And I remember going to graduate school and I remember my speech teacher was like, oh, you have a Midwest farm ranch regionalism. And I went, yeah, I sure do. Right. And he was like, these are the vowels you need to. And, And literally it's broken down. Yeah. You know, like, here's the phonetic alphabet, here here are the sounds you're making, and we'd like you to um, adjust them to this, to create this. That's how you learn accents, you know? You have to learn 
what are the sounds you're making? And then what are the sounds that um, the people in the region that speak this accent and dialect, what are the sounds that they're making? How was that for you? I mean, it's one of the biggest reasons I went to graduate school is because um, uh, I, I, I didn't quite understand that and I felt very limited in, I mean, it inhibits your expressiveness, you know? You, I needed a range of expression in order to feel good about entering the industry. Do you have a natural ear? Uh, not, not, it's not great. It, it, uh, there are people with really good ears and I'm very mediocre. Okay. But I've seen some real ding-dongs try to do it and they can't do it. So like, I'm going to put myself right in the middle. That is like that sentence right there is one of the reasons that you're <laughs> one of my favorite, favorite, favorite people is that you literally use words like you use a word like ding dong. I do. I do. It is the sweetest thing in the world. And I don't mean that to sound patronizing. I mean, that I didn't take it that way. Just it's it's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank um, you. It's it's so earnest and pure. I love it. Um <clears throat> But uh, I was going to say originally that he could have looked at you yeah, and said, thanks, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. Thanks for coming, but no thanks. Yeah. There, there had to have been something that he saw within you that even though he wasn't like, oh, my God, I found my muse and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That he was like, go to wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. So there, there, there's something to be said about that, too, in the sense of um, <clears throat> I don't think. I personally have always looked at myself to a certain degree, and I haven't used this analogy, God, in so fucking long, but as, as a mine. Okay. Like, if I myself was a plot of land, and I had a fuck ton of mines. Okay. Not land mines, but like mines. They could actually mine. How many times can I say that word in the next <laughs> minute? And the... Sometimes it takes a little bit of work in order to find that gold or find the silver or find the diamond. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but if you've been so accustomed to this one particular mine, one particular mountain, and you haven't even thought to go out and discover another one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Until yeah, yeah. you get that hit of oh. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. might be that might be something. Yep. 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 Right? And then how 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 do how do I get how do I get there? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's somewhere. You know? Um and the, and then getting to have another individual who's able to point you in the right direction. That's all it is. You know, some things you can get there on your own. Sometimes it just takes time. Sometimes uh, you need a little help. 
Sometimes you need a lot of help, and that doesn't mean that you won't get there the way the best have gotten there. It just means that you needed a little more light on that path. You needed someone you needed someone to shine a brighter light than than some of the other people needed. It's so interesting that you put it that way. Um because A, that to me connotes a, a, a certain amount of trust, right? That There's a lot of trust there. There's a lot of trust. And then, because ultimately, though, you have to go into that mind yourself, right? Like, yeah. Like, you're the one that has to do the work. Yes, yes. To come full circle. Yes, yes. Um, and, and getting to have, like, encouragement... And enough experience to, A, not get despondent and not give up. Yep. Um, And also, I think, a tenacity in the sense of... I was very used to dimming my light for other people. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and I, I, I say that sentence now, and I, I take full responsibility for it, because the truth is, is that I was, I, I was terrified of my light. Mm-hmm. It's terrified, and it's a lot easier to dim mine. It was a lot easier to dim mine. And then blame others mm, yep. for the reasons behind it. Yeah. So they could shine, quote unquote, brighter. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but when you know better, you do better. Yep. And so I guess my question for you then is, what was your experience in terms of getting to start to trust your own inner creative light mm-hmm. that it allowed you to shine bright enough with which other people could quote unquote see you. And with that too, like the, when was the moment that you felt ready to be seen creatively as an actor, if that makes sense? Well, I mean, specifically for me, it was, uh, and this is just my path there. It's not the best or the most interesting, but, um, I had to get a lot of no's because every time you get a no, you have to figure out something else. Every time you get a no, you've got to you gotta you gotta figure something else out. You've gotta wiggle around until you can find a little joy, a little light, a little hope. Mm-hmm. And um the more no's I got, the more rejection, the more um and not even rejection, the more uh, the more I I was ignored and rejected, right? So it can come in different forms. Mm-hmm. Um the more of that 
the more wiggling around I had to do, the more figuring out I had to do until, um, until I'd figured out a lot and then watch out cause I had figured out a lot more than, and it, and it, and it's not like, um, Oh, successful people are really good and unsuccessful people are really bad. It doesn't work like that. Usually so, it's the opposite. Well, <laughs> <laughs> But the more yeses you get, the less you're probably figuring out in your life. Right? Um, ooh, 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 go on. If I say yes to you, yes, 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 about everything you're doing, then you go, yeah, okay. Right? And you rest and you status quo it and you... You're like, I'm good, right? But the more no's you get, the more I ignore you, the more it's, you have to get better. You have to get better. You have to get, you don't have to. Mm. But for a person like me, you have to. For a person like you, you probably have to. And so, mm. um, you know, uh, whatever it is, I mean, there's a whole hierarchy hierarchy to uh, self-actualization right and um when i I worry when i start getting the yeses because that means i can relax that means oh i'm good right and i think it's good i think it's good to relax and i think it's good to feel confident and i think it's good to stop sometimes and go oh man i've done a lot of work and i'm good but um, but I don't want to stop there, you know? And you see this over and over. You know, as I'm talking about this, you, you see this with the people who peaked in high school, right? If you're in high school and you get all yeses, you know, you might be in trouble. You know, you see this with, um, you know, I don't know. You hear about big celebrities who get a lot of yeses and then they're like bonkers. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, um, you got to do it for yourself. At at first, I feel like, um, society does it for you. Society, Hmm. friends, family, it's, it's your, your people who shape you so much. And then, and then you can sort of take that over, but that'll, other people will always play a big part in your drive and your development. Hmm. Your life will be very different if I start supporting you, giving you everything you want. Yeah. Compared to saying, nah. Right? There that'll make you a different person. Absolutely. Absolutely. So <clears throat> And it's how you respond to that, which is what we were talking about earlier. How do you respond? How do you respond? That's just how I, and that's why I started with, this is just how I responded. It's not the most interesting. It's not, you know, but it's, it's how I did it. And I would say that's very interesting. Oh, it's super interesting. I mean, it's. (laughs) uh... Sure, sure. I mean, it's very interesting to me because I'm me, but, you know, and if you can glean lessons from it, then then I'm more than happy to share that, you know? 
Well, yeah. I mean, th- that's the whole entire fucking point of life. That's the whole entire yeah. point of yeah. having experience, you yeah. know, like is to share and not, um, but like with that too, having no expectations in terms of how many people are going to quote unquote benefit. Yeah. You know, it's, yes, yes, it's, yes. It, it really is like once a film is done and it's out and people see it, but nothing else you can do. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah. Like people are either going to respond and they're going to. Yep. Whatever the fuck or they're not. Yep. Um, and it's because I got a lot of yeses when I was young. Yeah. But then it makes me think of my, the biggest no. Yeah. That I had had experience. Yeah. Was from my birth mom. Mm-hmm. She didn't want me. <laughs> Said nope. Oh, man. Don't want her anymore. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so. Uh, I mean, a, all of that is. Oh, man. That's. Those are. the And those. Uh, you know, you say that like those are normal no's and normal yeses. But those are huge fucking no's and yeses. Yeah. So, so it, 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 it. Like listening to you speak it, it. It makes me think in terms of the balance. Right. Yeah. Where. I I had experienced the biggest no as a child. Yeah. And the most intimate no. Yeah. Yeah. And the most intimate rejection. Yeah. And that's why I really do feel as though, you know, when I when I came to who would be my uh, adopted family, you know, the first year I was with them, they thought I was autistic. I didn't speak a word. Oh, wow. Not a word, and I did didn't make nary a facial expression. Wow. I know, right? Cut to. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you now. No, no Botox for this face. <laughs> um, you, you know, but uh, I remember seeing like Madonna's Dress You Up in My Love video, and I know I've shared this before. Um, ow. Come on. That was... I'm going to introduce her next week. It's it's too much to go into right now. All right, but it sounds like I just did something to you. <laughs> you bit my finger. <laughs> Chris bit my finger. There's a cat, everybody. There's and a, the cat there's bit her finger. It wasn't me. A kitten that, like, was homeless and was about to go to um, the... Not the factory. It's not um, a factory. You need to get back on track. <laughs> <laughs> to the shelter, which is a killing factory. So I wasn't that off because it is kitten season, especially here in L.A. And if you do find a kitten, do not send them to a fucking shelter because they will euthanize it on the spot. Anyway, um, back to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucked up, dude. Man, you know. Good job. Good job. Thanks. Thanks. Keeping it dark. (laughs) Keep it it dark. It's why we get along so well. (laughs) Um, You know, uh, but like I remember seeing Madonna's dress you up in my love. (laughs) Fucking like VHS, like Pine Hollow video. And the first words that I ever spoke were, I do that. 
not I want to, not I desire, but oh, I do that. Yeah, yeah. Like it was a knowing. And I, Morgan Freeman really put it the best when he said, I don't know if acting chose me or I chose it. Yes. And I really do feel as though um, it saved my life. Yeah. Like it saved my life to counteract the biggest no mm-hmm. that I had experienced. Yep. So every yes was definitely not as big as that no. Yep. But it lessened the no in the sense of, well, they desire me. Yeah. They want me. So I, in my very, very, very young limited way of thinking I associated every single time I got a yes it meant that I was wanted and I got a lot of yeses and then cut to late teens early 20s I stopped getting the yeses Mm. and I started getting a lot more no's right and And I'm so grateful that everything has happened exactly the way that it's happened. Yep. Like, so grateful. And you'll Uh, hear a lot of people who get a lot of big no's say that. Thank God for the no's. Thank, and and that is the truth. That's the truth. I really do believe that every single part that I was meant to get, I got. Yeah. And if... If it's meant for me, that's great. And if it's not, I don't want it. Yep. Like, I yep. don't want it. But I went through a really long period where I started to doubt my ability and my talent. And yeah, I started to question, oh, my God, do I need to do something else? Like, blah, blah, blah. And again, I've, like, fucking shared this, too. But, like, guys, this is my fucking experience, and I can't change it. <laughs> like, it's true. You know? But, like, I, I remember being at a point where... Because uh, I'm telling you, I used to do, like, two or three movies a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, Especially after Dollhouse. Like, so... Like... I was always working. Right. And the longest I'd ever gone without work was like a year. Right. And then cut to one year, two years, right. three years. And for me, doing like a guest spot on a TV yeah. show yeah. is like giving a tiny micro bump of cocaine to a cokehead. Right. Where it's, where's, oh, where's, the, rest of the, where's the rest of the bag? Oh, yeah. What do you, no, this no. doesn't count. This does not fucking count because I, know I need that. to lose myself yep, yep, for two yes. or three months. Yes. Waking up at 4.30 every morning, yep. working 18 fucking hour days and yep. being fucking exhausted but exhilarated. Yep. Um, and now getting to really see in, in a very, 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 very clear way that the universe I feel was saying to me, Heather, you've been playing people your whole life. Now you're going to become a person. Like you are now actually going to go through the process of actually becoming. Wow. Like becoming. Yep. 
and it was painful as fuck, yep. especially when you have bills to pay. Yeah. And as you know, like, like we never make as much as other people think we do. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many one cent residuals you got. <laughs> <laughs> I get those. Yeah. Like it costs more to mail it than it actually. That's it, right. It the stamp is way it. more. That's right. They shouldn't have printed it. They shouldn't. Just like let it yeah. go fucking longer until it builds up to a dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I'm just being environmentally conscientious. Oh, boy. Love the trees because I love to breathe. <laughs> um, but, but like really getting to recognize... Um, I know that like my best years are ahead of me and I, I will be this presumptuous and I won't apologize for it. Um, I feel like you and I are very, we're very, very different. Yeah. Like we would never go out for the same thing. That's true. Though we might maybe on a weird, rare, that would be a happy day. Be a very happy day. Um, but also I feel like at least for me my best work is ahead of me yep and I feel similarly very much for you I feel that way I feel that way because I'm still Breaking the process, breaking the technique and putting it back together again to be better. And what does that mean for you? Uh, it, it means that I am aware of and appreciate how I, my process. And I'm not afraid to throw out what's, what works and what works well and to rebuild it to make it better. And that is exciting to me. Most people don't do that. Most people won't do that. It'll be worse or better. You know what I'm saying? Like when you break something, did you make it better or did you? But that doesn't matter to me because I'll find a way. I'll make lemonade out of lemons any day. But I will... I'm moving forward. That's all. That's all I mean is I'm moving forward and... Well, you've outgrown the tools and so you need bigger you, tools. It's what you said. I need something bigger than me. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Pac-Man, you know, and I just... I got to keep eating those things. Uh, that was a bad analogy because I couldn't really back it up with knowledge of Pac-Man. Yeah, me, me either. I just... I'm seeing the ghosts and the cherries and... I thought you would help me with those little pellets that they eat. Yeah, you know, those I, little... I don't, know what, I, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to back out of this. I'd like to back okay. out of my Pac-Man. But... It, uh, uh, it, again, everything is fucking perfect because I was just <laughs> watching the... I was just watching this documentary about Dr. Dre... And, um, the defiant ones. Yes. Yes. It's great. Yes. It's great. So it's great. I'm like, are you going to, do you know what I'm going to bring up? I don't think so. Um, is it Jay? Is it Jerry? 
Jerry Ivanhoe? It's definitely not Jerry Ivanhoe, but like who the fuck is that? I um I am I I can't remember. The other guy. The other dude. The other dude. You know, and it's he's got a difficult name, so it's not us. Yeah. It's 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 less difficult than Matarazzo, but You should know it cuz that's like close. Well, that's that's Yeah, I put that on you cuz I'm Wow. I'm ashamed. Okay. Listen, I'm Irish by birth. I uh, I'm I uh, by adoption. I can't remember. I knew it right when I watched it, and now I can't remember. Oh god damn it! And I'm like, I don't want to fucking look it up on the fucking computer. I can only look one thing up per show, and like getting to recognize that like you were a fucking Capricorn moon and fucking Sagittarius rising. No, Pisces rising. Like that was more important to me. But the point is, so you've seen the Defiant ones. Yep. So the first episode. It's the first one or the second one. I think it's the first one where not Dr. Dre, but this other man. Yes. Um, I feel like such a fucking asshole that like I can't think of his name. I really do apologize. I'm sorry, but just watch it. It's great. Anyway, he is speaking specifically. He's like, whatever the fuck. Ugh. Whole entire point is this, is that he loved fucking music and he... It was the 1960s, graduated high school, didn't want to go to the Vietnam War, went to college. The the dudes at college were like, you have no business being here. And then he was obsessed with music, loved music. Friend of his got a job like sweeping the floors and he got fired from that job. Another friend of his uh, got him another job. And on day 89 of 90, it was a three month trial. He got fired. And then he met this other dude who was one of like the big music makers of the day and he was answering phones and blah 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 cut to it was easter sunday his boss calls him and it's like listen we need you in the office right now to answer phones and this dude goes and tells his mom you know i i, I gotta go to work and the mom in typical Italian fashion is like, what are you talking about? You got the aunts coming over. You got the uncles coming over. We got to go to church. It's Easter Sunday. It's the Lord's day, whatever. Um, and he decides to go to work. Yep. And he goes to work and who's there, but John Lennon. And his boss says to him, I wanted to see if you would come in. That's so, yeah, that's yes. And he, I just got chills again. Yes. Cause I remember watching it and I was like, he went in on Easter. Yeah. That's what it takes. You got to yes. go in on Easter. Yeah. So you can rise again and yep. be like Christ. Um, okay. <laughs> I was going to go a different way, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's like willing to sacrifice everything. Like Jesus. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm going to back out of that one too. <laughs> um, but no, you're like being willing to like say yes to your passion and say yes to you. Yeah. And the reason that like I thought of this was um, you were talking about breaking something and, and growing past yeah. and whatever. And, and he said, you know, my father who like was his best friend and had always said to him, any room that you go into is going to be better because you're in it. Mm. So he had never had the experience mm. of feeling like, I don't know, should I be here? Maybe yeah. I shouldn't be here. Uh. Um, and he said that when fear is a tailwind, 
Yeah. As opposed to a headwind. Ah. And I remember, yeah. like, I was like, fucking A. Yep. Let fear be your tailwind, not your headwind. I love that. Yeah. So it's the... Oh, I love that. Isn't that... It's it's so beautiful. And yeah. It, and it's really, really stuck with me. Yeah. Um. In the sense of... Getting to also like transform that headwind into tailwind where all of those no's that I heard, you know, or stay in your lane or this is is who you're meant to play. You're not meant to play anybody else. Yes. You know, like how this business is where they don't have an imagination at all. And... For me, it was like, go along to get along. Okay, yes, I'll say yes to these auditions, to things that I didn't even want to go in on because I'm not 50 years old and I'm not 250 pounds. But, like, whatever, they want to see me. Right. Uh, right. And I don't relate and I don't understand and I don't identify right. at all. Um, but I'm going to say yes because that's what you do. Right. And to really unpack it, I was saying yes based out of fear. That's right. Like fear, purely, you have to fit purely in. Out, out of fear, but fear of if I was saying no to somebody else yeah. and no to the quote unquote opportunity. Well, there's a system. And if you decide to not go along with this, and it may not even be the system. It might be how you perceive the system because this is, you've been told this is how the system works. Exactly. 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 But what if that's not the system? What if it's just perceptions? What if that fear doesn't belong to you? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Like hashtag the defiant ones and literally going from headwind to tailwind, right? Where it's when you're, when I got to the point and it's really only recently been really need to be able to fucking frame this better (laughs) because I, I find myself saying it again and again, it's only really been within like this last year. And then I'm like, no, it's been the last few years, but then I'm like, no, I feel like actually my whole entire life has led me up to this moment. Yeah. Um, Where I was willing to let go of everything. I was willing to walk away from everything. Mm -hmm. Like willing, willing to die in the sense of if I never work again, if I never like, yeah. Like, let the fucking shit burn down. Yeah. Like, let it fucking burn. Yeah. The broken. Yeah. Like, break it. Break it. Um, but, and I guess... If you've been told your whole entire life, don't touch that knob. If you touch that knob very bad things are going to happen. Yeah. But you, there's, mm, 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 and the fear is the headwind and keeps you from touching the knob. Yep. Until you got to the point where you're like, first of all, somebody's telling me not to touch something in my own goddamn motherfucking house. Yeah. 
So let me take ownership of this fucking house. Mm-hmm. And that, who I yes. even like this fucking house? Yeah. I didn't <laughs> yes, even pick yes. this fucking sofa. <laughs> I didn't pick this fucking coffee yeah. table. Yeah. And who the fuck uses wallpaper? Yeah. Burn it down. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to go to the one place that I've been told not to go. Yeah. And I'm going to turn that one motherfucking knob. Yeah. That I've been told not to turn. Yeah. Knowing full well that there is a potential that if I turn that knob, the house may burn down. Yeah. But motherfucker, this is my house. Yeah. And this is how I claim ownership. Yep. Um, and then getting to find um, that that was a lie. Yeah. That like actually... What I'm turning on is like the faucet of brilliance and greatness and flowers and gardens and like whatever the fuck. It's like the thing that opens up the secret door to like another area of the house that I never knew existed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and you're like, who, who told me that? Why did I think that? Where did I get that? You know? And, and the truth is, it's like, I, I knew where I heard it. I knew where yeah. I got it. Like, yeah. but it's. It's then defying yeah. those that have told me mm-hmm. what is so. And that if I go against that, yeah. it means I might die. Right. So there's terror associated with not complying. Yes, yes, there's yes. There's terror associated with non-compliance. And I don't use that word lightly. I mean really actual life and death terror. Um until it gets to the point of, like, th- there's th- 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 everything's already been done to me. There's nothing that there's nothing else you can do. To, there, there's nothing else that can be done. I'm yeah. already dead. I've already died. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna turn this motherfucking right, off. right, and now get the fuck out my house because I have more rooms to explore. Right, you know. Right. Um, And I think, but I think, but I'm, there's still knobs I don't turn. I mean, obviously like, but I do don't, you, but do you know the knobs? Uh, I'm discovering them. This is the craft corner with Krista and Heather. If you're just joining us, we're talking about, I can't believe knobs. you use knobs is what we're, cause it just, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> The second you were like, oh, don't touch that knob. I was like, yeah, this is going to. Don't touch that door. This don't is touch bad. That, like whatever the fuck. But I, I, was cool. the kid, but I was the kid that always wanted to touch the buttons. I oh. wanted to know those things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, we're stuck with knobs because we've been on. But like there are knobs that I go. I know what that like. Fuck that knob. Right. And then there are other knobs that I'm like, oh, I'm still afraid of that knob. Mm. And then there are knobs that I don't even know are knobs that, you know what I mean? Like it's not like it's deep. Oh my God. I'm but so like, excited for you. I know it's exciting. Um, but like, how, how can you ever be on the other side of all knobs? MDMA. What? <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's, uh, I mean, what did you just say? I said M 
DMA. What does that stand for? Am I too old to know? No, you're not. MDMA. Like, well, I'll, I'll send you a bunch of shit. I'll, 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 I'll send you a bunch of stuff. Uh, no, my guess is that you've got some knobs to discover. Do you know what? <clears throat> you're the one who said knobs. <laughs> Listen, I discovered that I hated knobs when I was very young. So I don't know why you would say uh, it. I don't know either. Um, but... I will say this. <laughs> the one that I was most terrified yeah, of yeah. <clears throat> is the one that I've not only discovered. Yeah. But have turned. Like there's, I, I have no fear. Yeah. Like that's the thing, like really, really fucking truly. Um, everything's already been done. Like there's, like that's what I mean. No. No. I, I It can't be. No. Hold on. All right, go ahead. There's big knobs and little knobs. Listen. Now I want to talk about that. Again, welcome to Heather and Krista's Craft <laughs> Corner. Um, there's big knobs and, and little knobs. And there's blue knobs and red knobs and yellow knobs and purple knobs and all that good stuff. But no, um, the only thing I can think of and like really it's uh, Whoopi fucking Goldberg in the color purple. Yeah. <clears throat> the end of that film. Yeah. When she is sitting next to Mr. Yeah. And she's made the decision that she's going to go with Shook. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And she starts talking to Mr. And nobody else is really paying attention. Yeah. Until all of a sudden she just gets up and slams that fork and all of a sudden just shit goes on. Cut to outside when she's getting ready to leave with Shug and Danny Glover's character, Mr. Tries to prevent her. And we think that he's going to hit her again. Yeah. Until she uses that hand. Yeah. Like it has a power that is just keeping him in place. Yes. And it's one of the most powerful moments. And she says every single thing um, that's been done to me has already been done to you. Yep. And I, I always think of that moment because then she's able to get in. It's the, it is the, one of the most brilliant scenes that depicts a woman in her power against an abusive man and goes doubly for a woman of color that I mean fucking that book is like one of my favorite books of all fucking time um and she says like and I'm gonna fucking misquote it and please don't kill me for misquoting it but she says like I'm I may be poor I may be black 
um, maybe a woman, but like at least I'm here. I'm here. You know, like, and that's her freedom. Yeah. That is her freedom. So for me, when I say that, what I mean is I've already survived and gotten through the worst. Yes. I've already, I've already gotten to go through the biggest terrors of my life. Yeah. So now. Everything is met not with a fear as a headwind or even fear as a tailwind. Right. It's really just what feels good. Where do I desire to go? Where where is my soul being called? It's the beginning. It's the fucking beginning. You know, it's the rebirth. It's the hero's journey. Yep. Like we're all on fucking hero's journey and it never ends. Yep. And that's why we love knobs. <laughs> so fucking I can't you ended with that. Mm-hmm. That's the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or is it the best? <laughs> I hope all of you have been very stoned through this conversation. <laughs> and if you haven't, um, stop it and go take some hits off a joint and then listen to it again <laughs> and get deep with us. Um, listen, I fucking love you. I love you. So fucking much. Yeah, um, I love you. that i receive that Ah. i really do i receive that um will you come and do this again at some point yeah 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 thanks for the invitation dude no but seriously it sounded like i was sarcastic and i'm just really hot let me try to act better no seriously thank you for this (laughs) invitation and i do mean it i just didn't have the energy to do it right before dude it's it's fine i got you I know. It's really for the listeners because I saw that you you got it. Yeah. I know. But fuck the listeners. I know. I'm just kidding. I know. Because um, without you guys, we're just talking into the ether. Um, but maybe then... Did you even record this? I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. This isn't even fucking recording, oh man. Oh, God. Um, no, but, like, I'm just kidding, like, about, like, fuck the listeners. You guys are fucking awesome. Um, and I'm so grateful that you guys have stayed um holy fuck we're like almost at 30 fucking episodes and holy fuck balls it's amazing uh i'm so grateful that i get to have people like you like in my life that like i i just i'm so grateful i love you thank you thanks um and you guys this has been another episode i'm sure i've been listening um ooh, and actually next week it, it will actually be this episode. But then the next day, I will be in Phoenix, not in Phoenix. I will be in Jerome, <laughs> Arizona, because um, my short film that I was one of four directors on is actually going to be there. So it's going to be the first time that I'm going to have a screening of something that I've directed. It's fucking amazing. Um, I might do, like, a special mini episode um, from there. So we'll see, because... You guys will be hearing this a week from yesterday, right? Because today's, what's today? Friday? Friday. It's Friday. Who the fuck knows? I mean, <laughs> th- that fuck nugget is still in office. Like, 
Jesus Christ. Who cares anymore? Um, all right, you guys. See you next week. Love you. Bye.